Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five OCs on the rise after week two. You can see some uh, pretty exciting offense around the country, but these guys are, there's going to be some heat on these guys. And one of them I did not include was Garrett Riley, although I think through no fall of zone. I think that, you know, Clemson calls you and says, come here, and then you get there and you're like, oh, well, I thought we had more wide receivers than this. Oops. You think you know? that's the issue? Uh, I think that's a, I think that's a big it. issue. And yeah. yeah, I like, you know, uh, Tim mentioned the quarterback. I think Cade Klubnick's probably fine, but. I mean, dude, he was getting booed uh, yeah. pretty badly in the first half last week yeah. and then, you know, had a much better second half, but that game did not start off very well. So, no. you know, he's very much a, a player who I think will be fine and is good, but, you know, there's definitely some doubts at the moment and yeah. a little bit of impatience as far as the standard and where they've been living now for a few games. Yeah. Well, because it's not just FSU. It's Miami and North Carolina. They're all good, too. There's there's people coming for the Tigers, for sure. You cannot take Dion's. We're coming. Uh, you took I part of the trademark. I, I said yeah. that people are coming for it. Yeah. Did he trademark it? All right. All right. Uh, number five, though, Ben Arbuckle at Wazoo. If you watch Wazoo's offense and what they're doing, it is really, really uh, – one of the guys actually Tim mentioned here, I was – Nice synergy that we had. But Ben Arbuckle at Wazoo and what they're doing, uh, his, he, he's on the rise. Um, Zach Kitley, who did not make this list because he's been like four of other OC lists, uh, is not there um, just because this is about the first couple weeks. And obviously, Tech's offense the first couple weeks has not been what Zach Kitley wants. But, uh, but Ben Arbuckle at Wazoo, really doing a great job. They absolutely punched Wisconsin in the stomach last week. And I don't think that is something that happens to Wisconsin – all that often, even on down years, like they're, they usually are kind of in control of things, but man, that was, that was something else that Wazoo did the other night. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, the Kitley thing is something to just pay attention to because I do think there's a little bit of, uh, with uh, the Texas tech fan base, it's just not, you know, and part of that's shuck or whatever you want to point to, but, uh, it's not just lighting it up like you thought that it would, but it's still dangerous. And yeah, he's got some of that to him uh, coming over from Western Kentucky, um, and so it's an exciting offense. You add a player like Cam Ward, who uh, clearly fits it very well and can be super dynamic in that offense, and you have fireworks, and uh, that's what we've seen. And I'm very excited to, to continue tracking Cam Ward because he's from Texas, um, you know, and, and for these first two weeks, um, he's somebody that's in that upper tier, I would say, of guys from the state that I'm paying close attention to for the uh, Earl Campbell Award. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, Shador <laughs> – Quinn Ewers, he's got some some big-time guys uh, in front of him right now. But, yeah, I mean, they keep lighting it up. He's going to be hanging around that list for sure. 
Number four, Slade Nagel from Tulane. This was a guy who last week went toe for toe to toe with Ole Miss without their starting quarterback, uh, and Tulane was in that game, and they have been putting up numbers for the last couple of years. Uh, this and look at him. Does that look like a guy whose name is Slade Nagel? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Bubba too for a second there, yeah. but yeah, Slade I mean, works. Slade, Slade Nagel. That, but he is a name on the rise as well uh, for Willie Fritz there in the in the Green Wave. Really, you know, I keep coming away impressed with what Tulane is doing. They they play with with guts and Ole Miss. They probably weren't gonna. That was gonna be a tough one anyway, but. At no point where they were out of that game until you know they put a little bit dis- distance at the end. Ole Miss did, but they gave they gave the Rebs all they wanted. Yeah, they did. They're just a good football team. Willie Fritz is a hell of a football coach and his staff. Yeah, I mean, uh, Louisiana guy knows that uh, that place very well, that area very well, and uh, yeah, fun offense. I think uh, Tulane. You know, like you said, gave the Rebs all that they could handle. I was sitting there going, like, well, I'm going to miss that pick. You know, I thought uh, for a second there that. Tulane was going to win that football game, just couldn't muster up enough in the end. You give uh, Kiffin and company credit. But, yeah, Tulane, uh, it's been very cool to see the amount of uh, time they've been spending in the spotlight as of late. Like, some teams kind of come and go, but they've kind of carried over last year and remained very much in the talk of just college football. And uh, with, you know, him and just what they've got at the top, obviously, and their quarterback, too, um, so long as you keep him healthy, uh, we're going to continue talking about Tulane. Yeah. Number three, Alex Atkins at FSU. Uh, I cannot tell you, if you are not an observer of Florida State, how bad from the third or fourth, la- third last year of Jimbo Fisher to the first year of Mike Norvell that Florida State's offensive line got. It was so bad. They could not luck their way into guys who could block. It was embarrassing. Alex Atkins has come in and completely flipped that on its ear. And not only that, Mike Norvell calls the plays, but Alex Atkins runs that offense, and it has been very impressive. He is a name on the rise. Watch out for Alex Atkins. The guy is a brilliant football coach. He can build an offensive line. He can build a system. They have got it going there. And Mike Norvell... Uh, certainly deserves a lot of credit, but the biggest credit that you, you can give him right now in this offense is hiring a guy like Alex Atkins to help him fix the glaring weakness. They were getting guys who can run. Florida State's always going to have guys that can run. You know, quarterbacks are cyclical everywhere. The good coaches get the good quarterbacks, but they could not they could not stand in front of somebody and keep them away from the, the skill players. Uh, Cam Akers uh, can attest to that. He set some sort of record for like yards after getting hit in the backfield when he was at FSU. So Alex Atkins, another guy on the rise. Yeah, another guy uh, with ties back to Tulane and Willie Fritz mm-hmm. um, from a few years ago. But, yeah, um, I've been very impressed with just FSU as a whole. Their offense is a lot of fun to watch. I remember when you were bemoaning the, the O-line and how bad it was when you're comparing it to Baylor, who had a very bad O-line, mm-hmm. and trying to say, like, who's worse, like a competition yeah. that you don't really want to have. Um, but they, I mean, just, I don't, I don't know what really what I expected of Norvell. And obviously, the first couple of years were kind of you're like you're, I don't know, like you could see things that are good, but you don't know if like it's enough that's going to push it over the top. And man, they pushed it over the top, and they are set up very well right now across the board, and uh, a lot of good coaches on that staff. Yep. Number two, Shannon Dawson at Miami. 
Tyler Van Dyke did not know his left from his right and which way was up last year because the offensive line was really bad. It was his third offensive coordinator in three years. And so knowing he was going to have a fourth one in four years, they were going to have to find somebody who was really good. They went and got Shannon Dawson. He was at Houston. And if you see what that offense has done the first two weeks against Miami of Ohio and then against A&M, who was supposed to be really good on defense – and Shannon Dawson and Tyler Van Dyke and everybody wearing green and orange and white carved them up. Yep. But Shannon Dawson, someone that people will be talking about as well, especially if the Canes ascendancy continues. Uh, Tyler, like, Miami may not have him for more than a year because he has done that good of a job. Yeah, he spent a lot of time at West Virginia. He's bounced around a little bit. When Nick Mullins had his big year at Southern Miss, he was the coach there as well. And uh, then, as you mentioned, with Houston and Dana Holgerson here as of late. So, uh, been around, already had a lot of experiences. And uh, I was shocked by last weekend. I was, man. I mean, I, I guess I underestimated the Canes, but, you know, just didn't didn't know. Hadn't, hadn't really seen them. And I just thought A&M looked pretty sharp in week one. Probably, um, you know, way too over the top and as far as how they looked or how I uh, gave them too much credit for that that opening game uh, but yeah when that that uh, started to unfold last weekend I was uh, pretty surprised I mean, by happened that in and a hurry they, too they made am's probably strongest you know most confident position uh, on the team as far as just what are you most confident the defense uh, you know uh, that suddenly made that uh, a little shakier than it's been for quite some time as well there are two things the pick on the uh, the receiver falling down and the kick return for a touchdown that that just set that game on its ear. Yeah. yeah. And he's and he's got speed to work with too that Miami hasn't had in a couple of years. And that that's scary, man. And because when you again, Miami is a place that collectively when the city of Miami is excited about it, then the kids in Miami are excited about it. And then the great football players they have in you know, there's like three three if you ask people what three cities they'd like to recruit in uh, Miami would be on everybody's list. Yeah. Like, if you only got three cities you could recruit in, you can pick three, Miami is on everybody's list. Now, the other two might be in question, but Miami for sure is in, in on everybody's list. What would that be? Los Angeles? Houston. New Orleans? Houston. Atlanta? Houston? Yeah. yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a tough to do, like, a top three. Dallas, and then somebody would know, do, like, yeah. seven and be like, here's – no, you do yeah. three. That'd be no, really Houston, tough, well, Houston would be Houston the school. Houston would be a bit of Dallas. I mean, yeah. with all due respect, oh, yeah, as far as sure. massive – Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so – yeah, you'd have to pick between those three, but I guarantee you, if you gave them the list of the, the ten cities, Miami would pick. Everybody would pick Miami. Number one, Sean Lewis in Colorado, and look, somebody's going to try to wrestle him away from Dion. He was already head coach at Kent State, so you know he knows how to. The the questions about can he handle this administratively and blah blah like all those little things in the interview he can nail. Uh, oh, can he figure out an offense with a bunch of guys who haven't played together at all uh, in a few months? Yeah, looks like he can do that too. Um, so Sean Lewis is going to be a dude who is much much sought after when the openings come about, and he is the guy who's everybody's talking about right now when it comes to scheme and offensive system. Yeah, they've got to run the ball better, but he has figured out a way without them being able to do that. Um, to win the first two games uh, in Colorado's new tenure here. And uh, he will be a hot name. Uh, even if he says, you know what? No, I want to ride this out for a little while longer with Dion. It's only going to make people like, it's only going to make him want him more, I think. I mean, yeah, he's still a young dude, too. He's yeah. uh, like in his late 30s. Um, so he's, you know, a pup by coaching, you know, standards in some ways. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're electric on offense. And it, 
you know, look back on it now, and I remember when it was announced that he was going to leave his head coaching position to take an offensive yep. coordinator role, and you're like, what? Like, what? All right, you've been there a few years, but still, what? And, you know, you just – you don't come across those often, but, I mean, he's going to come across a whole bunch more. And, you know, all due respect, a lot of them are going to be far bigger than Kent State. So I think he made the right choice. He's a national name or is becoming one very quickly. And, um, yeah, that offense is, is something else to watch here through the first couple of weeks and will continue to be with uh, what they have at, at his disposal. So, yeah, absolutely a guy that's uh, rocketing up the, uh, the, I guess, the national – uh, interest list and will be around for quite some time as far as you know looking at coaches that are on the rise and, and who are going to be guys to look at in the future all right Paul again there they are the list uh, Washington State Florida State um, Tulane, Tulane Colorado. Colorado and Miami yep. there you go all right and, and someone mentioned hey don't forget about what the guys done at Rice uh, with a nice win they had against Houston. Thank you oh, very yeah, much. Oh, yeah, that was a great win for Rice. I, you know, I think it's a horrible loss for Houston, obviously. It was a great win for Rice. Fortunate to get up as big as they did, but, you know, you got to force that and make that happen, and that played into their hands at the end there as it got too close for comfort. But, yeah, very good win for Rice, and congrats on grabbing the uh, Bayou bucket there. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.